From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the new thing in crypto exchanges is proof of reserves. Everybody's doing it. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, December 12, 2022. I am excited to be here. I'm feeling fresh, revived. Revived? Is that the word? Anyway, fresh, clean, revived, energetic for today's show, this week's show, and this week's crypto news. Let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $17,040, down 0.8% in 24, or 0.3% in 7. Ethereum's at $1,252, down 1.6% in 24, or 1.3% in 7. Tether's number 3, and Binance's number 4 at 277, down 4.4% in 24, or 4.7% in 7. And USDC is number 5, running off the top 10. We have BUSD, XRP, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. By the way, Dogecoin is down almost 8% in 24, or 14% in 7. It's at 8.8 cents. The total market cap, however, is up 6.7% in 24 at $843.4 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 38.9 and an F dominance of 18.2. Moving into our great headlines this Monday morning, I have Sam Bankman-Fried news, and I wrote this down as SFB, not SBF, what kind of dyslexic thing going? Anyway, he wrote, I made a lot of mistakes this year, but this wasn't one of them. There's no evidence because it didn't happen. Please, please focus on your own house. And that was a tweet or a reply to a tweet from SBF deflecting allegations that he targeted Terra and Tether stablecoins. And who was he replying to a tweet from? Well, it was co-founder of Three Arrows Capital, Jusu, and Jusu's tweet said, I firmly believe that we were hunted since my July Bloomberg interview. Go back and read it. Simply the truth, but one so inconvenient that at the time, my own advisors didn't want me to say it because it could look to be bad optics and seen as deflecting. Jusu isn't the only one that thinks there's reason to believe Sam Bateman-Fried might have manipulated markets. Now I have a question for you. Would you feel differently about Three Arrows Capital and Terra Luna if you knew they were intentionally targeted by Sam Bankman-Fried, Alameda, and FTX? Would you want to give them a pass? Would you want to let them off the hook? I mean, it was $40 billion in Terra Luna, but does this change the dynamic? Let me know. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-A-A-R-O-N at Decrypt.co. Let me know. Speaking of Terra Luna... Serbia has emerged as a popular location for the CEO of Terra Luna's Do Kwan, who is wanted by South Korean authorities on charges of violating the company's Capital Markets Act. South Korea and Serbia do not have extradition treaties, but 
In the past, the two countries have agreed to request under the European Convention on Extradition. So, if he is in Serbia, it's possible somebody might come and get him. John Reed Stark, a name we haven't heard before, but he's a former U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission regulator, and he said that Binance's recent Proof of Reserves report is how he defines a red flag. He said that the report doesn't address the effectiveness of internal financial controls or express an opinion or assurance conclusion, adding that it fails to vouch for the members. In legalese, an assurance conclusion is where the auditor evaluates whether the evidence obtained is sufficient and appropriate. Stark worked for the SEC for 18 years, founding the commission's Office of Internet Enforcement. And John Reed Stark is not stopping there. He tweeted, Wow, tell us that Tether is running a Ponzi scheme without telling us that Tether is running a Ponzi scheme. Just listen to his answers. And he's referring to the co-founder of Tether on Andrew Sorkin's show. And he said, In my opinion, as a former SEC enforcement official for 18 years, the evasion, deflection, lack of responses makes me believe Tether is holding a house of cards. And just on a side note, just to remember last week, uh, Binance's proof of reserves was audited by an accounting and auditing firm, Mazars, if that's how you pronounce it, M-A-Z-A-R-S, and they reported a 101% collateralization ratio for its Bitcoin being held. And that's important because of this news. Digital asset exchange Crypto.com also revealed a proof of reserve study in support of its ability to cover clients' balances. And they used international audit and tax advisory firm Mazars. Sounds familiar when all the big guys are using the same accounting firm for the same results. I'm not alleging anything. I'm just pointing that out. Crypto.com tweeted, It's now easy for existing customers to verify that Crypto.com has a one-to-one reserve of all of our customer crypto assets deposited on its platform. And users can confirm the assets to their account are responsibly backed and accessible both at the Crypto.com app and Crypto.com exchange. Speaking of the SEC, by the way, Republican Representative Tom Emmer called out the SEC Chairman Gary Gensler on Sunday, demanding that the official speak before Congress about his approach to regulating crypto. Speaking basically to Gary Gensler himself, Representative Emmer wrote this Twitter thread. He said on March 16, 2022, bipartisan blockchain caucus letter, I have a few notes. The caucus received info from several sources, FTX, as we've said repeatedly was not one of them, that Gary Gensler's efforts to gather information on crypto companies were not targeted, intentional, or clear. Rather, the SEC's requests were haphazard and unfocused. We know now Gensler's crypto information gathering efforts were ineffective. He declined to provide Congress with the information requested in the letter, which would have informed Congress of the apparent inconsistencies in Gensler's approach that caused him to miss Terra, Luna, Celsius, Voyager, and FTX. Instead, Gary Gensler decided to explain to Congress the roles of the SEC's enforcement and examination divisions. Gensler has reportedly dodged Congress at the expense of investors, hasn't publicly appeared before the House Financial Service Committee since October 5th, 2021, leaving us to learn about the SEC's crypto investigations, like the one into FTX, through the media. Gary Gensler must testify before Congress and answer questions about the cost of his regulatory failures. Zing! Speaking of testifying in front of Congress, Sam Bateman-Fried is scheduled to testify in front of the House Financial Service Committee tomorrow. Do you guys want a red flag? Well, I'm going to give you a red flag. Justin Sun, in a tone-deaf tweet, tweeted, Deploying more capital, steady lads. Mimicking a tweet from Terraform Lab CEO Do Kwan just prior to Terra Luna's UST collapse in May. 
With this tweet, Justin Sutton included transaction data that showed him swapping more than 203,000 USDC and 570,000 USDT for USDD, his algorithmic stablecoin that dropped to its lowest point ever of 97 cents. Why is this an issue? Because it's a stablecoin pegged to a dollar. It's not pegged to a dollar, is it? USDD has always claimed that it's over-collateralized, saying that it's over-collateralized in the tune of around 200%. And I just can't warn everybody enough. Look, algorithmic stablecoins are not working. What happened with Luna was a disaster. We've seen algorithmic stablecoins just lose their peg repeatedly. I get emails every so often that says, but algorithmic stablecoins are the only way to break out of the current system or have complete freedom or trust code. No, guys, no. If you're saying anything stablecoin, it's going to be stable to a certain asset. And in this case, it's the dollar. So why don't you just back it by the damn dollar? Don't have a basket of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Tron over collateralized to try to make it a dollar. That makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. Please don't trust these damn things. It makes no sense. This is why Bitcoiners always say one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, because they want to make sure that Bitcoin is the standard of measurement, the unit of measurement. One dollar equals one dollar. One dollar does not equal 16 rubies in your pocket. And we don't want to make one dollar equal 16 rubies in your pocket. Also, that's why we don't want to back the dollar by Chinese yuan. We don't want one dollar to equal 6.8 Chinese yuan and make sure that that's the stability backing our U.S. dollar because it makes no sense. Sorry for the quick rant, but please stop trusting algorithm stablecoins. Either they're backed one-to-one with the backing asset or not. Full stop. And finally, institutional crypto trading platform FalconX disclosed in a company blog post that it had 18% of its unencumbered cash equivalents locked in FTX. In the event of a worst-case scenario where none of the money can be recovered, Falcon X says it has decades of runway, meaning that it has enough capital on hand to continue operating. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Give us that five stars. Write a comment. The most popular comment that we get is how everybody loves how concise and short our podcasts are. Gets to the news, gets in, gets out. We will always stay within that parameter of 10 to 20 minutes per episode. But if there are any other suggestions that you have, feel free to email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. My email is also in the show notes. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>